welcome to Powered by the Players, the natural play podcast featuring one-shots and mini-campaigns of all your favorite Powered by Apocalypse games. Each campaign will be a different PBTA game with a rotating cast of diverse players. I'm your host, Diana Lorraine. I am your game master, Morgan Nunzio. I am your producer, Kristen Devine. Let's, Let's power, power up! up. What Am I Rolling, a twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast, hosted by me, Fiona. This week, I'm joined by my friends Morgan, Diana, Kristen, Maggie, and Miriam from the Powered by the Players podcast for Slug Blaster, a tabletop role-playing game about small-town teenage hoverboarders who sneak into other dimensions. It's stupid, it's got parent groups in a panic, and it's the coolest thing ever. This is Slug Blaster. Designed by Mikey Ham, Slug Blaster uses the Forged in the Dark engine, stripped down and modified to power stuff like being stylish, circuit bending ray guns, getting in trouble with your parents, hoverboarding away from giant metaterrestrial insects, and fast paced laser fantasy action in general. Slug Blaster has just been funded on Kickstarter, and the backer kit is now open for pre-orders for this game. You can find out more about Slug Blaster and join the official Discord server on their website. That's www.slugblaster.com. I'll add links to the website and to the backer kit pre-order on the What Am I Rolling website and in this episode show notes. Also, be sure to check out Powered by the Players podcast an actual play podcast featuring mini-campaigns of various Powered by the Apocalypse games with a rotating cast of diverse players. I myself had an excellent time as a player on their first two mini-campaigns, Masks and Bluebeard's Bride, both of which were great games to play and I would highly recommend listening to them. But also, check out the rest of the podcast as well. There's some really, really cool games on there. One thing to note is that for this one shot, we actually use Slug Blaster Turbo, a lighter, condensed version of the game made specifically for one shots to showcase the main system. You can check out more information, including where to pre order the full version of Slug Blaster and join the official Discord server on their website. That's www.slugblaster.com. As this one shot breaks up quite nicely into distinct sections, I'll go into each section before each part of the one shot. One last thing before we begin. Naturally, there are times in the swan shot where the players, and myself, mostly myself, get the rules wrong, or forget something plot-wise. Whilst we always endeavour to stick to the rules wherever possible, at the end of the day, we all make mistakes, and what matters most is that everyone enjoys themselves. Let's get started with character creation. There are five playbooks for the players to choose from, each of which represents a different personality type. You have Grits, Smarts, Guts, Heart, and Chill. Each playbook has a set of specific moods, which is special and unique to that character. Once the players have chosen their playbooks, they can then add details about their character, such as their name and their pronouns, as well as customise other details, such as their background, their look, and, most importantly of all, their signature devices. Once completed, players can then introduce their characters to each other, 
and discuss their bond with another character. Together, they can also come up with a cool name for their slug blasting crew. So, welcome, friends, to Slug Blaster, an incredibly interesting uh, <laughs> game. So, I'll do a quick intro to it. So, in the small town of Hillview, teenage hoverboarders sneak into other dimensions to explore, film tricks, go viral, and get away from problems at home. It's dangerous, it's stupid, it's got parent groups in a panic, and it's the coolest thing ever. This is Slug Blaster. So essentially, you folks are going to be playing parts of a team, sort of a newly established Slugbuster team, which we'll sort of name and stuff in the, in the end. But what I want to know is sort of who you folks are and who you are to each other. So we'll, we'll go around because obviously we're picking playbooks. Is there any, anyone that wants to go first? Is there any playbooks that sort of sticks out to someone right now? I'm interested in Chill. Chill? Okay, do you want to read yes. out what chill, the Chill bio is for me? Absolutely. Chill is effortless, zen, and going with the flow. You do stuff by feel, see what happens, throw knuckleballs, and somehow make even the simplest hoverboard tricks look steezy as hell. Maybe you're lucky, maybe you just notice what everyone else is too busy to. Nice, nice. All right, Mo Maggie, you can be chill. Anyone else that wants to be like, yes, I, I really want to go. I think Mom? I might do guts just because of a chutzpah, so like... <laughs> go for it. Re re read out guts for me, then. You've got confidence, boldness, sass, and chutzpah. You bet on yourself, challenge convention, throw caution to the wind, and go for broke. Your hoverboard tricks are fast, big, and necessarily dangerous. If you're too scared of doing something wrong, you'll never do anything great, right? Right? I see that as a Morgan, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Morgan, you can be guts. Uh, who's next? I'm feeling smart. Smarts. All right, well, go for it, Diane. What is, what is smarts? It's not about IQ, it's about curiosity, love of learning, a fascination with the world and how it works, and a willingness to think about things from different angles. Your hoverboard tricks are creative and outside the box, and everything is a problem to be solved. Nice. I quite like that, because, again, you feel like in 1980s movies, like, Sparks is like, oh, the nerd with glasses, but I like how this is beyond that, like, the curiosity and love of learning. So, yeah, I quite like that one. All right. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, Miriam, do you, have, do you have one? I think I'd like to go for grit. Grit? Perfect, because I wanted heart. Oh, well, that, <laughs> oh my, wonderful. I love it. All right, Miriam, talk to us about grit. What's, what's grit? So grit is you have focus, patience, and resilience. You spent hours practicing the same hoverboard trick over and over until it's perfect. You don't expect things to be easy. Sometimes the only way is the hard way. And when everyone else has gone home, you're just getting started. Nice. I feel like, Miriam, again, you're just playing yourself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in every game I've played with you, I think, yeah, no, that's Miriam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and Kristen, uh, tell us about the heart. Slug blasting is your life. You have integrity, intuition, passion, and empathy, and you rep your crew harder than anyone. When you hoverboard, people can tell you are doing it with all you've got and loving every single moment. Oh, very, very cute. Maggie, can you introduce uh, your character as the chill? What, what's sort of their, their background? What's their name? And what's their pronouns? Yeah, so pinball, they, them. Their family is supportive, but unstable. And the way I'm interpreting unstable is like complicated like you know their parents are divorced and then there's also like step parents involved and like siblings and half siblings and so like pinball's never quite sure whose house they're supposed to be at and even their parents aren't always sure who's supposed to like be taking care of them so like it's a very loving family but there's a lot of chaos 
Mm-hmm. And so pinball can get away with a little bit more. Their aesthetic is uh, they tend to wear oversized clothes that are very easy to relax in, very reminiscent of laundry day. Um, <laughs> and they have a lot of piercings and chipped nail polish. Their board is sticker covered. Stickers, of course, covering any scuffs or like cracks and wide because sometimes sometimes you just got to sit and chill on your hoverboard. And if it's not wide enough, how are you going to do that? Their ray gun is also sticker covered because it has also had a few bumps and bruises and it is a nega ray. Whoa, exciting. What kind of stickers are on on the board? Is it the similar salsa stickers? Is it like bands? Is it, what is it? So like they've been collecting stickers since they were very young. So there are some like smiley face, like good job kindergarten stickers. There are like some Disney princess stickers. Um, There's like, as they've gotten older and gotten into like bands and more culture, there's like those kinds of stickers layered over everything. So it's sort of like a collage of their whole life. And their gear is their phone, obviously. They have a space-time amphimeter, which I have decided just looks like a wristwatch. And something they found on the way here. (laughs) I mean, that could be anything you want. (laughs) I'll let you you up to you. Um, I I will figure it out later. What's your signature device and what is it that you bring to this team? Pinball brings Rift Ninja sneakers. Rift Ninja sneakers are branded as performance wear for pro-level capture-the-flag athletes hoping to distance themselves from their core market of graffiti artists, vandals, thieves, and kids trying to sneak out of the house. They allow me to become slightly not here, ghostly enough to help me move silently. I get to roll to phase through walls and other matter or allow to pass through me harmlessly. So, you know... Pinball is the sort of person who's like, it's sometimes just too much work to open the door. So sometimes they just got to go straight through it. I like the idea that the, the gang's all there and they're like, oh, God. And the pinball's just it's like, what? I just walked up behind you. Like, yeah. <laughs> just super, super quiet. No, none, You know, like how uh, Converse sneakers, the new ones, when you, you know, they squeak endlessly. These do not mm. do that. Oh. Opposite of that. Cool. All right. Let's go to Guts Morgan. So I'm playing Bam Bam. They, them pronouns. They have come from a rich, relaxed family. So basically a big, rich family who does not care. Basically just throws money at them. Their aesthetic is they got neon dyed hair. They were highly caffeinated. They wear oversized clothes and they got a lot of piercings. And their board is chipped because if you don't have chips on your board, are you actually riding right, you know? And it's a custom graphic because they just wanted it. Their gear is a phone, a pro camera gear because you got to record your gnarly stuff and a portable speaker so you have gnarly music to go with it um their ray gun is brand new because they might have lost their last one (laughs) (laughs) and it's a danger arc (laughs) Ooh, nice i'm I'm thinking just like it's like a beam that like crackles electricity and stuff and oh nice nice Um, What's what's your signature device then it's a skip mode runners mm-hmm. skip boring skip average skip to the good part with skip mode runners the commercial shows a kid fast forwarding through his homework but everyone knew it would just be clever marketing for a fairly average modular shoe until the hacker crowd got a hold of them so you i can run jump and slide super fast easily keeping up with your pals on hoverboards and i can actually run up walls hang from ceilings and keep your hoverboard stuck to your feet etc amazing I, I love the idea that you got pinball who just walks silently and then you're like hello i'm here running up walls <laughs> hanging from ceilings like <laughs> look at me <laughs> look at me <laughs> just look at me it's fine 
we'll go to Smart. Diana, what have you got for us? All right. I am playing Jessica. She, her. Uh, her family is religious and boring. <laughs> um, her aesthetic is, uh, you know, just classic. Uh, she's going for the pastel muted clothing um, and she's always lost in thought. And her mom cuts her hair. Oh. Uh, her board is wide and old school. Again, keeping it classic. Mm -hmm. um, her ray gun is clean and zero beam. Um, her other gear is her phone, uh, hacking tools, and multiversal maps. And then she's got a robot companion. What? Uh, <laughs> yep. Loners, geniuses, and kids with too much love to give all inevitably create signature devices capable of feeling. It is a hovering companion drone, a lumbering utility mech, and an inflatable personal health care assistant or something else. It can follow you anywhere, lift and carry things, communicate simply and roll to do simple tasks like opening a door, or I can roll to lift or carry very heavy things, slowly crush things <laughs> in its hands and jump great distances. Again, the, the idea that Pinball just phases through walls, like Bam Bam goes over walls and you just get the robot to open your door. Yep. But also crush, like, again, maybe a can slowly in the hand. <laughs> Miriam, Grit, what you got for us? Uh, yeah, so my name is Canon, as you will see why I'm called Canon in a bit. Uh, I use they, them pronouns. Uh, my family is marginalized and poor, and I sort of see it as, um, and it sort of feeds into the aesthetic and the board and everything else where everything's kind of been given to me. I'm kind of the receptacle for used items. So my aesthetic is androgynous. I cut my own hair. So not a single blade of hair on my head is the same size or in any, sh it's, 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 it's like someone took a, a what is it? A weed whacker. Oh my God. It's <laughs> sort of a, to my hair. Um, I have one song on repeat, which is uh, my songs. Know what you did in the dark by fallout boy. Yes. Light them up, 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 you know, like when it's when it's time to do the tricks. Nice. Um, and everyone's sick of that song. Um, and I, I have a pastel aesthetic and my drink matches my shoes because it's actually the other way around. My shoes <laughs> match my drink more often than not. Amazing. <laughs> Be because I spill it. Um, I also, I, even though people have tried to give me sippy cups and, you know, those things where it's like you don't, um, somehow it inevitably disappears because of my toys that I have, which is my ray gun is a reverse wired gravity cannon. Amazing. <laughs> um, and the other gear that I have is my phone, repair tools, first aid kit. Um, and my signature item is a reality cannon. So tell us about this reality cannon and how does it differ from your gravity cavern? <laughs> Well, my gravity cannon deals with gravity, and the reality yes. cannon deals with reality. I should, why did I? What a silly question for me to ask. Uh, <laughs> uh, but basically, if I fire a high-powered beam of coherent photons through a Camshon crystal, I can scramble reality itself. And hey, most things, including monsters, are made of reality. Have fun. So. Essentially, if I want to get through the door, I just change reality to just get myself through the door. 
I feel like the door is the end of the big bad in this <laughs> this one shot, and I haven't. <laughs> doors, we don't need doors where we're going. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like just at the end, I'm just going to do one big door. We're like, how do we get through it? And then all five of you are just like all these different ways. I didn't yeah. actually talk about my board though, because I just realized I kind talk of about your board. Through. Go for it. Yeah, so my board is sticker covered and secondhand, and I feel like it was um, chills first hoverboard that i kind of got as a hand-me-down yep. pinball absolutely yeah pinball's first hoverboard so it's really old and ratty it is held together by those stickers yes it's essentially <laughs> held together oh with my those God. stickers it is, it is just stickers with board <laughs> <laughs> oh, layers of stickers it's like how long will this last uh <laughs> and kirsten let's talk about the heart so i'll be playing janora she her uh, Janora is from a big family. Uh, they are supportive. We're a big uh, Mexican-Filipino family, so she can sometimes get lost, which is a good thing when she wants to sneak away to do cool moves. Uh, her aesthetic is secondhand. She has lots of piercings and chipped nail polish, which is accurate. <laughs> uh, everything is neon, and she's definitely a hugger. I felt that as the heart, she probably needed to show a lot of affection. Um, her board is classic and secondhand. Her ray gun is actually a laser bow because when I read that, I immediately thought of a magical girl transformation sequence and <laughs> could not pick another ray gun. Uh, it is also secondhand. Again, big family, nothing is, is new. Her gear is her phone, a small drone, which she has named Binbon and something from someone special. And I think it's going to be something from an older sister, but I haven't identified exactly what it is yet. Perfect. And what's your signature device then? A hard light board. Create a board made of solid, stable light with this wrist-mounted device. Out of the box, it's basically a standard hoverboard you can use as a nightlight, but a good programmer can unlock its true potential. Hold on to your waveforms. <laughs> So I can go fast over solid terrain and make your board non-exist and re-exist at will. Roll to create trails of semi-permanent hard light behind you, which float in space until they fade. Very, very It sounded cool. pretty. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> All right. Well, then we'll go on to the sort of the final bit of character creation, which is the bond. So we'll go around in order again. So Pinball, what's your bond? Who's it going to be with? And what is it? And I'll, I'll let you get, uh, folks sort of talk about that experience as well, like adding to it. Since I gave Canon my old hoverboard, I'm going to say my bond is with Miriam. You're playing Grit, right? Yeah. So I'm going to say it's with them. Mm -hmm. And it is, I'm going to go with childhood friends because that, like, you know, if it's an older board, I had to have known them when I was younger. And, you know, when I got a new board, it was like, oh, here, take my old one so we can go boarding together. Oh, yeah. So I have all the kind of like the childhood sticker section. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All these sort of well done, I, I was brave at the dentist, etc. <laughs> Guts, bam bam. What are you what are you thinking for your bond? Let's see here. I kind of want to do shared experience. Mm-hmm. We'll figure that out with whomever. Maybe it is with Smarts. Mm-hmm. Jessica. Mm -hmm. Maybe we have like a shared experience together. Maybe like it was like a close call or like maybe we almost got like caught by the cops or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
Definitely. That's, that, that sounds good, like a very early experience. Both of you were maybe individual slug blasting before you came to this crew, and you were just so happy not, not to be caught by futuristic cops. I'll, I'll think of a name for them in a second. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think you maybe you've gone, gone from the same sort of run and you managed to make it away, but that sort of bonded you together. Maybe yeah. found each other like that. Okay. Well, then we'll come to smarts. Jessica. So my default was I'm relatives with the chill. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like the idea that I've, I'm related to someone. Mm-hmm. Is that cool, pinball, if we're related? Yeah, that's totally fine. Maybe like we're, we're cousins. I was going to say, probably cousins, right? Because you've got yeah. a religious, boring family. Yeah. Like, a supportive but unstable family. <laughs> oh, but I don't know. They could be the same family, couldn't like, they? Like we're, like, we're, like we're nearby, like same neighborhood, but like... <laughs> different upbringing <laughs> yeah and like your family has like the very nuclear like we have to like everything has to sure. be perfect and put together and my family was like nah yeah <laughs> <laughs> awesome awesome uh canon what are you thinking for your bond uh so i had a similar idea of being relatives with the heart because like that large family i'm like some third fourth cousin removed <laughs> Yeah, sort of a thing. For sure. How does that sound? Yeah, let's do it. It's nice to have second four. cousins. Yeah, nice <laughs> I feel I feel like family stuff really works well for this. So yeah, and we'll finally go to uh, Janora. Let's see. We have relatives, and we have a shared experience, childhood friends. So let's go mutual goal with Morgan. What's your what playbook are you playing? The guts. Because you talked about like having your um, GoPro and like bringing the party. Yeah. And uh, Janora loves, you know, doing moves and having the crew do moves. And I think that would be good if we have a mutual Aww. goal of like yeah. having fun and <laughs> capturing it all on a video. Does that sound okay? Love it. Yeah. It does say slug blasting is your life. So it does completely make sense. You're like, oh, yes, someone else is as passionate as me. Yes. <laughs> My whole life. I am going to say, are you a recent slug blasting crew? And I want to know, between the five of you, what the name of the crew is and why you sort of came together. Like, what was the main reason behind it? So I'll open the floor. What are our ages? I'm assuming teenagers, in quotation marks, but feel free to be older, younger. You're a similar age group, but I'm happy for people to be older or a little bit younger. Okay. Okay, like teenagers like high school age yeah yeah so do we want to all go to the same high school yeah that works for me as like a common ground of how we know each other maybe that's easy enough i was thinking like the crew name could be something like i don't know sticker the stick <laughs> the, the sticker the sticklers the sticklers the sticklers <laughs> <laughs> That's like like an oxymoron because some of us aren't sticklers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I was trying to stay say stickers, but somehow when I was when like for some sort of a um, competition or something that we were all in, and for whatever reason I mispronounced it because I think I had a dentist appointment or something, and <laughs> my mouth was numb, and I was like sticklers. It just became yeah. sticklers. It just became or it sticklers. was just like early, and it was like a before school thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> None of us had slept because who sleeps in high school? Right. Why were we trying to name our crew at seven a.m. <laughs> you know, before homeroom? Who knows? Who knows why? <laughs> 
You had to fill out some sort of arbitrary paperwork. Yes, right. You had to submit paperwork. Like it, there was like a school wide like competition that we were we all yes. had to participate in, and they made you pick a name, and we were like, ugh, why? There, that's a that's genius, Maggie. That could be how we came rooms. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. I also like the idea that you have to, you had to fill out like forms of like, but oh, quick, we have to go to Twitter and Instagram and get, oh, there's only sticklers left. Sticklers underscore one. (laughs) Sticklers underscore one. Not even original, just sticklers. We have to be underscore one on our social media. Oh, no, wait, hold on. We have to do it. So we do TH to number three. That's why I was wondering. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. That's a lovely callback. And it doesn't have a blue verification. It has the white verification to mm. tick. Mm-hmm. Also, can we get this handle in real life on Twitter? <laughs> I'm going to leave out to you. <laughs> Whatever you do with it, it's up to you. All right, so the, the sticklers... But in brackets, underscore one on all, whenever you, you talked about in interviews and stuff, it's like we follow us on Instagram or, or space Instagram. It's sticklers underscore one. And then explaining it all. I love that. What was the competition then that, that brought you you folks together then? Would you say if it's if it was high school, I'll say it's not necessarily related to slug blasting. But right. what's, what what is it that would have put these five people into a competition team, essentially? The bait club. Did you say bake club? I mean, we (laughs) debate, but sure. No, I think people misheard and was like, right, bake club. Yeah. And then you sit there and go, oh no. It's a baking competition. I'm sorry. Someone show up with cupcakes instead of like. uh... Janora. Janora probably did. Absolutely. Fully, I think what happened is we thought we were all like, is this for like home ec? Okay, I guess we make baked goods. And I will say we didn't lose. We didn't get first place, but we didn't get last. Yeah. Did you but bribe also, the judges with cakes? <laughs> hey, but, the most important also, thing my is store bought and like I yeah. put it in a plate and like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe all those baked goods made all the judges in a really good mood yes <laughs> the most important thing is to not be the worst that's true yes you just have to not be the worst I, wait I, was i the only one who actually prepared for debate club I yes so. which is why we didn't lose <laughs> i think I, I would say you maybe didn't place but the, the judges were like on, on a low they had then a sugar high and then crashed so everyone yes. else after you was really bad because, badly because judged. of the crash because yeah, they were we so got honorable mention Yes. I will say pinball didn't bake anything because they fully forgot, but they bought like a gift card for like a, a bake store or something or like a fast food chain. Yeah. Like they're like, this is close enough. It's fine. And Janora baked not just a dozen cupcakes, but like three dozen cupcakes because coming from a big family, our, our like our biggest fear is running out of food. People yeah. need to eat and then take home meals for days. So <laughs> I think she just comes with like a pallet of cupcakes. Amazing. Yeah, three dozen cupcakes is the Genora version of one dozen. Like Exactly. That's how it works. <laughs> I'll like store bought and then like put in like a tray to make it look like that. <laughs> Made, made, or maybe lightly toasted. Yeah, just, yeah. maybe maybe squish yes. one or two just to be like, duh, it, I definitely made these. Yeah, <laughs> yes, now they look homemade yeah. and not manufactured. Perfect, perfect. Diana, did Jessica bring baked goods? 
Yes. I brought, <laughs> I brought brownies. Oh, good choice. Were they brownies or were they yes. brownies? <gasps> um, As a smart. What's it? Take a turn. I don't know. I say smarts to love of learning and fascination well, with the world and how it works. So maybe they are brownies. Like, you know, what would happen if we gave the judges brownies? It's an interesting experiment. <laughs> it's an interesting experiment. I like uh, how no one can see our quotations as we're saying brownies. <laughs> just every time uh, we just say it, we just like in quotations, brownies. Like <laughs> Jessica it's only likes dumb. to conduct blind taste tests, so she's not gonna divulge. Very good. Fair. <laughs> I like that about Jessica. So this story is not about that. <laughs> <laughs> it is now, Fiona. It is now, Fiona. <laughs> yeah. is, I think that's a tale for another time. <laughs> so what I will say that you have, after your su- vague success, like you've sort of come, come out of this sort of bake slash debate tournament, not losing, you're like, holy shit, we, we, we did it. Wow. And then through various sort of meetings again, you sort of realized all of you, whether or not it's through through experience of doing slug blasting individually or watching it on uh, space YouTube or, or any of these things where like you realize all of you have a passion for being in a team and being a slug blaster. And over the next couple of months, you decide altogether, you're like, we want to be a crew. And of course, what better way to call yourselves than the sticklers in brackets underscore one for, for your first crew name. The main game mechanic for Subblaster is this. Whenever a character has to perform an action roll, they must roll at least one six-sided die or a d6 and use the highest result to determine their success. If they get a six, they succeed. If they get a four or a five, they succeed. But there's a problem. And if they get a one, two or three, they fail. And there's a problem. Players can add extra d6s to their roll through using their specific playbook skills or using their signature devices. Players can also add kick to their action roll, which means that any success they get is more powerful, i.e. they make more progress towards solving a problem or gaining some side benefit. Players can also work together as a team to freely give dice or kick to a teammate, as well as take problems for each other. The main goal for every Slugblaster character is to try and earn as many style points as they can whilst keeping their trouble score low. These scores will affect the character's epilogue roll at the end of the session. So, with all that out of the way, let's play Slug Blaster. I just want to go into boundaries and, and foundries, I like to call them. So boundaries obviously are what we like to call sort of uh, lines and veils. So things uh, we do not want in this one shot at all, in the story at all, which is a line. And a veil is stuff like we go, okay, it can be in the story, but we are going to pan away from it, fade to black, because it's not the story's focus. It can be quite hard at times to talk about these things, but obviously we need to do it because it's, it's important for the story and important for us as players to be sort of safekeeping ourselves. I'm going to ask publicly for the record, uh, for the record, <laughs> for the recording, uh, if there's anything that people want, but obviously please feel free to message me privately in chat or put it in the chat. And anything that is put in the chat, I'm not going to read out for the recording, but then at least people are aware of it there. So I'm going to put my sort of uh, lines and veils 
out first because obviously I feel like you should lead by example. For me, big lines are obviously, I don't like anything that's homophobic, anything that's sexist, transphobic, racist. I know those are sort of like big areas and I hope that other people would agree, but uh, this story is not going to explore any of those things. Uh, Lines against over-the-top graphic gore. It's better that anything too graphic is just... I'd say that's maybe a a veil as well, so that we can pan away. Like, if someone falls off, uh, you know, a a random man in the character falls off and gets eaten by something, you're like, okay, we pan away. I say eaten by something. We'll get to that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But if there's anything else, uh, lines or veils, uh, I'd like to invite the group to share them. So for me, um, more of a veil than a line, but um, I don't want to get into, like, trypophobic descriptors and specifically like kind of it's kind of going into body horror sort of a thing which as I don't think it's going to come up but just yeah I don't know what that is should I google oh. it oh it's no, not don't, 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 it. don't do that no, um no, it'll don't bring do up a picture I didn't want you to have to explain it I will message oh, no. Kristen yeah, yeah it's just so it's, I don't accidentally cross it yeah yeah oh, I, I don't think you will it's it's basically okay. fear of holes unnatural holes Okay, okay. Like we're talking Cthulhu, like uh, creature eyeballs and like, you know. Yeah, Yeah. but like the reason I said don't look it up is because they will show you pictures of examples. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) I was trying to not make anyone explain it. No, 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 I don't don't have a problem explaining it. It's it's for your own safety, do not Google it. Yeah. It's true true, because sometimes you you find yourself like, yeah, you look for, oh, what is it? And then it'll come up with examples. You go, oh, yeah, I do not like that. Did not need to see, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> so I completely agree with Maggie going, don't search it. <laughs> it was more of a safeguarding for you rather than us. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Thank you for sharing with that, Miriam. Is there any others that people want to uh, discuss or feel free to message in the chat? I have a line of like animals suffering. Animal death can be a veil if it's absolutely necessary, but like the unnecessary suffering of animals, I'm not, I'm not into. Good to know. Thank you. I have a veil of bullying for younger kids so if it needs to be like if someone's brother or sister is being bullied fine but I don't want to see that scene played out and I have a we do um not for me in our other games where like this can happen to someone else but not to me I don't want spiders on my person please (laughs) that's fine I don't think anyone yeah I like that not to me but everyone else (laughs) I just meant if 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 someone else doesn't mind fighting a spider that's fine I just don't want on me perfectly understandable thank you for that mm-hmm. as well i as well have a knot for me and that's uh dental things uh yeah keep dental trauma away from diana y'all can enjoy that for yourself, <laughs> for I, can't yourself. Wait, I can't wait for that scene when dentists and spiders happen to other people but not to me and diana yeah exactly and kristen are just enjoying ourselves in the corner <laughs> exactly <laughs> this is not for us and i, I don't like snakes oh. That's that's about it. Thanks, I remember, yeah. Cool. And of course, obviously, as we go through players, if people do go, oh, that's another thing, please, again, say it in the chat or do say. And I'll quickly go over X card. Again, I know all you folks have used it before, but of course, if at any point you feel uncomfortable because of a, t- uh, of a topic or a theme that's come up during play, just simply put an X in the chat or directly private message me with it. And what I will do is I'll simply just restart the scene from a little bit further back or we'll move on depending what serves the scene best. Obviously, you do not have to justify yourself for why you've put that in and no other player has to ask or, or should ask, sorry, uh, why you've done that. Because frankly, you know, that's no one's business and obviously want to keep it safe 
So I appreciate when we talk about boundaries, it all gets very sad and mysterious, but this is where foundaries come in, which we did do for masks, and I want to do it here as well, because I think it's a great idea. I want to know what's one thing you want to happen in this one shot and it can be literally anything that doesn't mean it's going to happen <laughs> i have to say that because some people are like my thing didn't happen i was like well ugh. but the point is is that if that opportunity does come up other people then realize it and will help encourage it mm -hmm. to happen so for example because i'm running this game it's i'm not going to be like i want this to happen because obviously i will automatically railroad you towards that so that's not gonna happen but one thing that happens to me in improv is that i love being endowed with challenges so like they're like oh my goodness fiona the most famous rapper in the whole world gosh i wish you could do that song right now and i go yes i will and then i <laughs> i i have to do it i love that challenge and i love that awkwardness so i would say as 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 gm please feel free to put in as many problems or or, or do anything silly because then i love making the leap to be like how is this going to work uh, so if I go, okay, I might need two seconds, but I'll, I'll fix this. <laughs> so I, that's my foundry for me is I, I love challenges. And I love problems. So the wackier, the better. So please do not, do not feel like, oh, I don't want this to derail the scene. Obviously I know it depends on the spotlight and stuff, but like mm -hmm. as a GM, I love that sort of thing. You um, have come to the right group. I knew, <laughs> I knew when I sent out this message, people, I say, you will build it. They will come. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll go around in the same order. And of course, if you can't think of anything, that's totally fine. Again, put it in the chat later or just message me. That's fine. But we'll go with Maggie. Is there anything that you really want to happen in this one shot, whether it's in game or, or something generic or a concept? I think because this is, you know, very much based on skateboarding culture, there needs to be a sick wipeout. Just like someone <laughs> does something really cool and just overextends themselves and just eats it like... And I don't care if it's me. I don't care who it is. I want someone to like spectacularly wipe out. Nice. Very, very good. Morgan, do you have anything? I want a really epic chase scene. These are all going in capitals in my book, by the way. So we've got sick wipeout. Epic, epic chase, chase scene. scene. <laughs> uh, I think we need a rival uh, <gasps> that was game. We need, yes! we need a rival hoverboard crew. Rival crews, noise. Miriam. So there's two things. Mm -hmm. One is buns. Um, that, that's up to you, <laughs> Miriam. You can help yourself with that. <laughs> um, I learned from is, last time. That was a given. <laughs> that was yeah. We expect that, Miriam. We expect that from you. <laughs> um, the other is something involving a whale in a flower pot. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Get the Douglas Adams in there. Perfect. <laughs> And uh, Kristen. Diana, I talked over you. I'm sorry. I was so excited. I had a rival crew as well. I just really want there to be a rival crew. That's okay, fine. then then I have an additional item. Go for it. Fanny packs. Hmm. Now, which definition of fanny are we using? Yes. The American version. Let's, let's face it. One of those. <laughs> what, is, call it <laughs> what do you call it, Fiona? We call it bum bags. <gasps> bum bags. That's, that's amazing. And cool. I love it. That, that's alliterative and I love it. Bum bags. Bum bags. A but, bum bag. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so many times when people go, like, like again, my partner, because he's American, he's like, oh, yeah, we'll just get it. We'll just use uh, Lucy's fanny pack. And I go, <laughs> no, you won't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my watch, mister. <laughs> Right. All right. So I've got. I'll just. I'll recap of foundries. <laughs> just, just so we got it. Because it's all. It's all in capitals. So we've got sick wipeouts, <laughs> epic chase scene, rival crews, plural. 
puns. And then in brackets, Miriam only. <laughs> no. At <laughs> <laughs> some point, whale and flower pot. And then underneath is fanny packs. <laughs> I think that's a good list of foundries. I think that's good. <laughs> so, the sticklers underscore one. You have been together for, I think, less than a month or so as official. And by official, I mean you've got your own Twitter page, you've got an Instagram. Like, you did somehow get, as you sort of said, the white tick on, on Twitter. But traffic's been very low like you do record yourselves doing sweet flips and, and oilies and, and grindies and all these other cool things. And you've noticed the traffic has been quite low until one day you see that you have been tagged in a post, tagged by a, a gang, and you have heard of this gang before. They are called the Null Range, N-U-L-L, Range. And they are a legendary team of slug blasters in Hillview. Their videos and their, their Instagrams, their periscopes, their TikToks, you, know, you name it, they have it. I've been watched thousands of times. And a couple of you may have even like, even sort of emailed them or, or written to them and to, to see like, oh, could they join the crew, etc. They've tagged you in a poster, which sort of says, it's sort of a big letter saying, hey, all those fakers out there, nice try, but we the null range, we are here to stay and we don't care for any people on our patch. And if anyone says so, come down to the tournament later today and we'll show you how it is. And through various links and stuff, you discovered that there's a fast food company called Wilkie's, that they are sponsoring the annual Panic Energy Speed Run. Basically, a Panic is like an energy drink. Think Monster or Red Bull. It's that sort of thing. It's like proper, if you look at the can, it's like orange writing. And then it's got really tiny writing. It's like, don't drink more than half of this in a day because uh, you're going to you're gonna see some weird shit. You know, this run is infamous for all slug blasting crews. Essentially, you start off at the edge of Hillview and you make a run or what is called a run and you go to basically a different verse. You take the flag that has been placed in that verse and get back within the quickest time. Basically a capture the flag sort of scenario. But no one has managed to beat last year's time of two minutes. Now, various sort of things that you think this, this challenge is something that is like, you, you know, you don't like being called out like this. You've only just started. Like, And while some of you do like, you know, you do admire the null range, it's like... Guys, come on, you know, that's, that's, that's not cool. So you feel, as a team, you have got the grit, the guts, the smarts, the heart, and the chill to combine and win this year's tournament and maybe shave off a couple of seconds. How you do that is up to you, and it's not entirely safe. So I want to know, in sort of the preparation, sort of the scene before we start, what are you folk doing to prepare to go to this tournament, to this sort of annual energy speed run? What are people thinking? I know there eventually has to be like a getting dressed montage or getting prep montage, mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be right now, but there will be one. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I was assumed that you, you were all like either on your phones, like having a group call, much like this one. Maybe someone shares it in the, the group space WhatsApp and it's like, what the fuck is this? You know, that sort of thing. And it's outrage. Like, oh, the null range. And I think even um, Janora, you, you obviously, as slug blasting is your life, you're like, oh my goodness, they, they tagged us, but they said mean things. Oh, 
Yeah, I think um, probably like earlier that day, uh, Bam Bam sort of shares it. She's like, WTF is this? And they share the link. <laughs> Are we being called out? <laughs> uh, yeah, whoa, not cool. I'm already sort of Googling what's the best route and how to like looking at videos of people who've done the these attempts and and stuff like I've already tuned out and I'm working on <laughs> the race. <laughs> we need to formulate a game plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Jessica is already sending like routes on the maps that she has. Mm-hmm. And we, we need to uh, also practice our tricks so we can get extra points for flair. I think Janora is sending trick ideas based on everyone's strength. Like, you know, Jessica, you're really good at this, and you know, and trying to send the, the tricks that'll get us the most points while shaving. I think our goal should be a minute and 57 seconds. <laughs> I think you all agree that you know, when you've done it in practice, like just through the through the like the very minimal practice you've done, it's been smooth. You know, it's been it's been okay. You know, but the idea is that all of you need to be across the finish line to make your time count. It's not the first person that gets there; it's, it's the last person that gets there. Mm-hmm. And every time I keep taking out my reality cannon of like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> we can do it in one second. You maybe go on to like uh, the uh, the Wilkie's uh, website, and you they had a horrible sort of like launch page, and it's like maybe there's like horrible. I like to think eighties uh, like sort of thing, like pop up like gifs and gifs and like hooray you've made it hooray and you maybe quickly sign up as an application form, and what it talks about is that this year's run is going to somewhere called the Golden Jungle, which none of you have been to conveniently. But what you have heard, and maybe when you're doing your research, uh, both with Jessica and uh, Canon, as you're sort of uh, doing that research, you discover that most people do struggle with the golden jungle when they have done it, or any reports from it, because it is technically a jungle. And there is rumors that there is some giant sort of robot that has been left there covered in stuff. So people use it as a skate park, essentially, you know, doing sweet flips and, and tricks, uh, maybe jumping between the fingers, digits, uh, over to the nose bridge of the thing, over the lips chasm. But it is a pretty cool place to go. So even if you don't manage to do it, it'll be still quite an experience. And we got to record it all. Exactly. All right. So in terms of, we'll, we'll say, we'll say, we'll do the montage, but is there anything that people are particularly preparing themselves for? Or what would you normally do for a run like this? I'm getting my robot ready to record things. What's the robot called, by the way? I don't think we ever, ever put that down in character. Um, I'm going to go Matt. Is it like Matt.A.T. Like, <laughs> no. some sort of acronym. Oh, rubbish. <laughs> Damn it. Nope. No. I just gave it a people name. <laughs> Matt sort of is, comes on and just, can you just quickly describe Matt to, to us? Like, what, what do they look like? Um, he looks, he does look very humanoid, um, like in his features, but it's clearly a robot. Um, he's definitely uh, shorter in stature mm-hmm. than me, so maybe looks more like um, he's maybe a 12-year-old. <laughs> uh, so I, I kind of uh, treat him as though he's like my kid brother to a degree. Um, but he's very helpful and strong, and uh, I, I use him as more of my personal assistant than anything else. 
out of interest, where does he go on? Does he, I'm presuming he comes on the board with you somewhere. Like, like is he like mm-hmm. one of those GoPros, like off to one side, or like does he hang uh, on like a backpack? I, I I'm gonna say backpack style. Backpack style, super. Yeah. <laughs> he is very lightweight. I guess as long as he's got, um, as long as his head is like on one of those, uh, oh, like a gimbal. So like the, the view of it is actually very smooth, not like juddery. <laughs> yes. Canon, what are you doing to prepare yourself for this run? I think after we've sort of figured out an efficient route based on what Jessica sent and everything, um, it's sort of practicing the more difficult routes, uh, difficult moves, as well as the synchronized stuff. So it's like I'm a bit of a, a drill sergeant a little of like, no, we got to do it again. No, we got to do it again. <laughs> and that's specifically when we're doing stuff as a group, like personally, every time, like, you know, like every at the end of uh a couple of days or a couple of hours it's like there's bruises and scrapes and like it's okay i'm fine i'm fine this is fine <laughs> and i and i add more stickers to kind of keep the board together i thought you meant stickers onto your own grazes that's what i and also and also like um the band the first aid kit that i have has those like cartoon band-aids yes absolutely <laughs> matching the board <laughs> Sometimes you don't know where cannon begins and the board ends. It's just... <laughs> uh, In fact, great. I think there's a combination of band-aids and stickers on the board as well. <laughs> oh, amazing. Pinball, what are you doing to get ready? Pinball's whole philosophy is, you know, don't sweat it. So, like, you know, they're very much like, yeah, I'll practice because this is what canon wants. But, like, it all the practice in the world doesn't matter. Like you just got to nail it the day of. And like, I just got to, you know, have my head be like clear and like in a good zone for that. And like pinball's other thing is just like, you just got to be one with the board, man. And so like, they like, they don't walk if they could be on their board. So like they're that one kid who will like just casually be hoverboarding through the school halls and have been like, told off for that more than once and they're like i don't care my parents don't care it's fine i just imagine like almost like a jason from the good place you're like it's cool don't worry yeah like, hey man. oh my god that's the perfect that's analogy yes i just again it's like the idea was just a whole montage and then it cuts it cuts to pinball who's just sort of sat there maybe like reading a book and eating and then it's like okay get put pants on off we go yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yep. better meet them okay all right. Yeah, I was uh, supposed to meet 15 minutes ago. Uh, Cannon's gonna yell at me. This is fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Don't sweat it. It's fine. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm here. I'm ready. That's true. But then you sneak up on people. I've been here this whole time because you sneak. Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, Bam Bam, what are you doing to get ready? So I'm gonna get on my GoPro camera and like do like a live stream and be like, "Hey, this is Bam from the Sticulate." Hold on, what's her name again? The Sticklers. Stickler, Sticklers. <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> Wait, what's her name? And it goes, dip. <laughs> yeah. YouTube edit. <laughs> and you know what? We got, a, we got a poster, a tag on Twitter saying that we're posers. Nah, man, y'all are posers. And y'all are going to eat our shorts later when we show you that through the run. So um, we'll see you there. And we can't wait to beat you. And like, <laughs> that's the video. I love it. I love it. It probably gets like a couple of likes and one retweet, but <laughs> it's all and I need. And just as it's cutting out, you hear a, a get! <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, and then finally, uh, Janora. What are you doing to get ready? Janora is also on social media, but since Bam Bam has the calling the other crew out handled, I think Janora <laughs> is trying to like get us more likes and doing giveaways and trying to <laughs> trying to boost our follower account. She has also made T-shirts uh, that say sticklers for everyone in the group. Oh, yeah. so Bam Bam and Janora's T-shirts are neon and Canon and Jessica shirts are pastel. And then she wasn't really sure what, you know, what to do for pinball. So she just made this like cool oversized shirt and hopes that it's, it's correct. Perfect. <laughs> I love that. That is awesome. What, what a, what a visual image you have. So it, again, it's a bit like, uh, if you've ever seen any, um, Edgar Wright films where it's like, cut, 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 it's like, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, like long <laughs> just like that. <laughs> just like that. So I will say that the opening scene of this, you're all sort of slow walking towards this sort of huge sort of banner, which sort of says um, "Panic" in sort of great big capital orange letters, "Energy Speed Run," and you hear like the like boom 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 of the bass. You sort of see people getting crowded. You you notice people from school. A couple of adults have been dragged along. It's a bit like. And thankfully, none of your own family members are here. They Maybe they do know you do this, and maybe they frown upon, maybe they don't. We'll leave that up to your discretion. But you get through to the entryway, you say, we're here, the sticklers, underscore one, you know, and you get through and uh, you're sort of taken into uh, almost like a green room type area. There is a, a woman waiting for you there, a very smart looking woman, her hair sort of like really cool, sort of like uh, really curly, one like neon green stripe down one end, one pink one down the other. And she's like, fantastic. Oh my God, thank God you're here. Uh, she speaks just like that, by the way. And she's not deviating from it. It's so nice to meet you. My name is Corey. Um, some of you may may know who I am, but I am the editor of Slug Blasting Magazine, uh, and I'm here to do a piece on you all. This is so fantastic. So tell, uh, let's see, uh, the sticklers, is that, that's your names, yes? Uh, and underscore one. Yeah, I, I got it here, honey. No worries. So um, this is actually quite exciting. You you were sort of a, a wild card coming into this final sort of uh, speed run. Tell us uh, what 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 was the reason for it? We got called out. Oh my god! And then you can see she had her notepad, which is like a, one of those horrible so floaty neon pads, but she still writes on it. It's like oh my god, tell us more about it. Who was it? Who it's who's the rivals for today? What is her name? No, no posers. No, we're great. I don't know. <laughs> No trolls? No trolls, yeah. Those no trolls decided to call us out on social media and be like, hey, I don't think you're good enough. And we're like, all right, bro. Supremely uncool. They're jealous of our skill set. So true, so true. Oh, fan. Well, and if you could say one thing to them, like right now, that will go out on, on a piece of paper in maybe two days, what would you say to them? Eat shorts. Eat shorts. I, li I like you. What's your name, my, my dear? Cannon. Is that with one N or two? Or three? Ah, three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell I've written for, for Slug Blaster <laughs> ma magazine for many a year. <laughs> but all the Wait, spellings are here. you talking within the whole word or within the middle part, whether it's two or three or one? I'll put three N's in there. I just don't know where. We'll, we'll find out in the edit. All right. 
And so Corey sort of finishes off. <laughs> you can see, like, even though as the editor of Slug Blasting Maxing, they may have had one or two special these energy drinks, perhaps. You're not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. All right, um, I'll come back later once you finish your round, but uh, just stay here and we'll see if the other competitors come in. All right, All right, bye. Bye, 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 bye. And she sort of wanders out. So, okay, remind me of the rules, because, like, how many tries do we get? Is it a one and done or, like... <laughs> You tell me what you're thinking, pinball. Well, no, this, is pinball. <laughs> this is pinball to the rest oh, of the group. Right. I thought you meant like, I thought this was Maggie to no. me. My no, bad. pinball. No, like pinball has like, like uh-huh. spread themselves out. Like if there's anywhere to sit all over whatever seating arrangement there is, there's barely any room for anyone else. And is just like, has pulled out a bag of chips from who knows where. And it's just like, yeah, so... Is it just one, or do we get to go as many times as we want? Like, what's the dealio here? Cannon's sort of, like, doing that uh, Mel from Firefly, kind of like, mm, uh, actually, you know what, wait a moment, sort of a sort of a expression, because I realize that that's a completely visual and there's no auditory cues. And I think anyone who's seen Firefly or Nathan Fillion knows exactly what exactly. that gadget is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. it's a, yes. So I think that was a perfect explanation. What was more interesting that you you got called out and then you immediately joined up to this speed run and didn't ask any questions, which I love as a crew. Yeah. Like you know two what? hours later, we're here. <laughs> yeah. That's the sign of a true slug blasting crew. You don't ask questions later, run now. I, I guess uh, this is what Sir Janora would have told you about again. I say this because obviously Janora is, from what I understand, is it, slug blasting is your life. So you may be a bit more knowledgeable about this stuff, but other yeah. people can chip in on this as well. Um, this run happens every year. And usually only the top couple of uh, slug blasting crews get to do it. Uh, but this year, or in previous years, they've now started having wild card ones. And thankfully and conveniently for the, the plot of this story, your crew got through in two hours to go. Um, but usually there are three teams that compete. And essentially you want to complete this run, uh, go to uh, whichever uh, universe is picked, pick up the uh, sort of the branded panic energy drink flag from wherever it is, and then get back in under two minutes. Janora says all of that. Probably, probably more eloquently than I do. <laughs> no, I was going to say just as eloquently as, as you did. Super, super. So our, our time, we're going to try for a minute and 57 seconds. I think we could do faster than that, even. You think so? If we stay focused. Like a minute 55? Uh, probably. Let's go for it. We'll do a minute 55. Okay. I think that before it starts, Janora is absolutely going to do the all hands in break thing, which I am aware is very vignette. But this just. <laughs> We're just all of our mass character being slugbusting. Just a a new thing. I'm I'm a thousand percent going. When is vignette coming out? (laughs) I'm not mad. I'm here for it. (laughs) So I say, as you are discussing uh, this thing, a couple of more people come into the green room, and I I do want to point out that every person who comes in, uh, pinball offers them the chip bag. Like, you want a chip? (laughs) Every person. Well, interestingly enough, so this group of people, another five group of people, um, sort of free, uh, most of the nondescript, but clearly led by sort of two people. And you see that uh, conveniently, they're all in big primary colors. And the person sort of wearing red has a name tag that says Tad. And then another person has a red shirt and it says AJ. And they're like, whoa, chips, dude. Me, thanks. Whoa. They they take the bag off you and share it around and go, 
Mmm, soft and chewy, my favorite. You folks here for the speed run as well? Cool. Of course we are. Why, why else would we be here? Oh, uh, so totally sweet. What, what's the crew name? We're the Sticklers, underscore one. Whoa, Sticklers. Haven't heard of you. <laughs> and you're... Oh, cool. Well, uh, I'm, I'm Tad. And, and AJ goes, I, I'm AJ. And we are, we're the Lazy Bunnies. Woo! <laughs> and you can see, like, the, the three other people at the back, they seem really cool and chill, but just do not bother speaking throughout the entire scene. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> you gotta get in the zone, man. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Right, totally tubular. So is this your first, like, like run? Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. No. We've done runs before, but, uh, you know, this is our first, like, run. You know what I'm saying? Here, at this, yeah. We've done a lot before. Just, this is our first time here. Whoa, that's, that's totally excellent, man. Whoa, AJ, you here? It's not the first time. No way, Ted. Whoa. <laughs> it's fun to watch this. <laughs> so like how many followers do you have on like the instas and then on, on, on the tweeters yeah bro what's the tweet account well how many followers do lazy bunnies have i i don't think we follow you oh so you we should, don't know and one of them like one of the nondescript uh, individuals comes out with like a pad and you can see they have on both accounts the blue verified tick on the Instagram, you know, if you clicked on their stories, you could swipe up for their shop. It's you, you know, it's a they are proper legit. Well, well into like let's say fifty thousand followers. <laughs> Man, they have like a lot of followers. They're right. <laughs> yeah, your merch is pretty sweet too, guys. Like this stuff's legit. Yeah, totally. We're like all about bright colors and like we just totally feels our vibe, you know? Yeah, man. It's, it's just we just like we just like colors and shit. That should be your slogan, colors and shit. We just like colors and shit, bro. <laughs> I don't think they need our help with branding. Bro. Or at least they could pay us. Bro, get right on that, Matthias. And Matthias, the nondescript person, goes and so like nods <laughs> and writes it down on a hover pad. It's just sort of AJ goes, "What's what's your like signature move, folks? Like what what is it that you do as a team player move?" Oh, you'll see, you'll see. We're not giving away any of our secrets ahead of time. Oh, oh, I, ah, and they just sort of do this pointing thing with like, <laughs> each other for far too long. <laughs> And Pinball definitely starts joining in yeah. and it extends it even further. <laughs> We're just playing the mass characters over. <laughs> and so where's the chip bag at this point? I think the chip bag has made its way back around to Pinball, <laughs> but there's very little bits left in it. It's been, um, they, they proper, they've proper gone through the bag. And then after waiting for maybe another five or, or 10 minutes, you know, you're thinking you're getting quite close to the uh, to, to the time of the run. Another door opens and it sort of slides across and two folk come in. Beautiful, like shiny sort of neon, like cut outfits. You could say it's like a futuristic tin foil, but it's definitely not. Um, 
they they have like cool shades on. One is slightly taller <coughs> than the other, but they look very uniform, very crisp haircuts, very sort of down, very sort of androgynous as well. And above the uh, the part of here on the lapel, I guess, of the of the shirts, you can see sort of the the initials N R in a very fancy script. And you think these are the two sort of main players of the null range. And they sort of come in and they sort of look around, they sort of give a quick nod to the lazy bunnies and they're like, whoa, oh my God, you're here too. And they go, enough. Like they, 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 they have no time for the bros. Then they sort of look to you and one of them, the sort of the taller one goes, ah, yes, sticklers, you answered the call. I but mean, like we got to put, you know. How could we not? Yeah, we got to, you know, sh- show off our wicked move so like we're here oh we're gonna prove it to you we're gonna prove it to everybody that we are happening i'm just Super looking happening. at a i'm just looking at a list of words <laughs> <laughs> i think we're all looking at lists of words <laughs> just to try and get through this scene eat our underpants <laughs> The sort of taller one sort of uh, like extends like an elongated sort of arm, like impossibly long, but you know, it's that sort of way, way the camera focuses at a, a cool sort of black sort of glove. It goes, well, might as well make introductions. My name is Lee. Uh, I am the leader of Null Range. And this here is Isoldi. And Isoldi sort of just goes, hmm, again, does not speak for the rest of this uh, scene. It's nice to have a little bit of, uh, well, unpredictability, but... Don't get your hopes up too high. The weird, horrible little smile creeps across their sort of face. Bam Bam just goes out and like, instead of like shaking the hand, just sort of does like one of those like, like sort of things where it's the <laughs> slap and clasp yes. sort of situation. I don't know exactly what it's called. I will say Lee did not expect that. <laughs> I, I figured. Yep. And But what you tell is that their, uh, their hands are super weak handshakes. It would have just been like, it would have just fallen off your hand anyway. And they're like... <clears throat> I think whenever that happens, Bambam just sort of gives a look and it's just like, all right, man, we'll see you later. Peace. <laughs> and Ball takes a chip and is like, hey, do you call yourself Lee? Because you have to remind yourself you're the leader. Oh, oh sick Oh. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and who, that was and a, that was a good one. That was excellent. Uh, Lee sort of turns to you as of like looks at you, sort of looks your friend down, and goes, "Typical." And glasses go back up. Yeah, it is typical that someone like you shows up after all the chips are gone, and like I mean, Pinball shows them the empty bag. Like, oh, I don't eat before a run. I feel that no. Yeah, I'm not eating. I'm snacking. Very different. Because you're a snack. (laughs) (laughs) They sort of look at you and go, they reach out for the the bag, which I know has no crisps in it. They take it, crunch it up, and throw it behind them. Does it go into the basket? Of course, of course it goes into the basket. It It looks super cool. Oh, boo, I hate that. It's like walking back from an explosion. They don't even look and it sort of pings off a couple of things and then it ends in the basket. Man, it's a shame, you know, you don't play sports. Yeah. You should should really stick to your strengths, I think. (laughs) Oh, burn. (laughs) I pull out the anti-burn cream from my first aid and it's like, would you like some? No. You might need that later. Where you're going, 
you don't even need roads. I don't know. <laughs> they, they say something. They say something super cool <laughs> in the moment. <laughs> Insert super cool Insert burn super here. Cool burn here, <laughs> and then they just turn tail and uh, sort of walk out together. But it, what's interesting to note about null range, which I think you may have sort of gathered as well, they on their social medias and stuff. It seems like there's like a huge uh, sort of crew of them. But for this tournament, there only seems to be two of them, which is mm. quite odd mm. compared to. The uh, what shall we say the the Bill and Ted of this crew <laughs> <laughs> and you folks. After a few minutes, a couple of runners come in and sort of get you sort of organised and stuff, and then you are brought out onto a main stage. Think of it as not Coachella sized, but definitely sort of a a decent amount, and you have quite a, a sizable crowd, maybe about. I'd say maybe about 400, 500 teenagers. Again, a couple of security guards. And you you have someone that comes across the stage sort of introducing you all, a person who with her hair sort of done up as a huge sort of bun, but in the bun as various sort of like panic tagged things. So you've got almost like very small vials that say panic. And then her whole hair frizzes and like visits with sort of vibe and stuff. Welcome, and she speaks into a whole mic. She's like, welcome, welcome, welcome to Panic Energy Speed Run. Whatever year this is, how we're we doing, folks. And the whole crowd's like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, that's right, you remember me. It's Dr. Slars. Speaking up for Slars. And again, the whole crowd's like, oh yeah, we remember that. <laughs> okay, folks, we've got a got a cracking run for you. The top two. Slug Blast again, and of course, the amazing wild card right here from Hillview. So, first of all, we have our returning champions. Give it up for Null Range! And sort of a spotlight comes down, and you see the two sort of you got uh, Lee and Isoldi sort of like sort of stood there looking, just not moving at all, looking super cool, almost sort of Daft Punk esque. And you hear people going, <laughs> Oh my god, yeah! And it, like a small child faints in the road. Like, oh. <laughs> Damien goes up to lift the finger to them, and I think somebody else stops them. <laughs> I'll stop. They're just like, and someone else is like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, Janora's just like, don't you do, don't, no, no, don't do it. Branding is everything. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no range there. Fantastic, fantastic. And over in this corner, we have, you love them, we love them. It's the Lazy Bunny. And you have the, sort of the primary color sort of t-shirts come out. Maybe they run on like, um, I don't know any children's shows that are in sort of the US or Canada, but essentially like sort of like... Like the Wiggles. Like the Wiggles. The Wiggles. Teletubbies. Of course. Yeah, Teletubbies, Wiggles, you, you get it. They sort of, they come up with more speed like that, but you'd see AJ and what was the other one? AJ and Tad. They're like, whoa, we're so glad to be here. And it's more of a muted, like, oh, those guys. Hooray! <laughs> well, that'll be fun to watch. <laughs> and then sort of Dr. Sars goes, all right, all right. And today uh, we've got our final contenders, the wild cards. They're pretty new. We found absolutely nothing about them on social media. Oh, hang on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's underscore one. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> it's like, Hilltop, make some noise for your own local heroes. It's the Sticklers underscore war. <laughs> and you folks sort of come on. And there is a general, like, there's a couple of people going, oh, yeah, they, they, oh, good. they go to my high school. And then you see a teacher or two going, wait, what? 
So you had some of the three of you there. And Dr. Silas goes, okay, okay, so we're about to start the run. Remember, folks, you are going to the Golden Jungle. And then maybe above you in a sort of big electronic sort of banner, sort of the, the sort of horrible panic font is a Golden Jungle. And then it shows maybe like a montage of like beautiful like rainforest, great, but be careful because of robots. And there's like various sort of cut takes of like the same robot from different sides, like <laughs> <laughs> proper like supercut 80s. And it's like, be warned, get the flag back here in under two minutes. Well, there you are, folks. There you are. Well, as soon as I press this button, you folks are going to start your run. Are you ready? Yeah. 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 Woo! Hold on. <laughs> I think quickly, um, what Bam has is like a portable speaker, but it's like a, it's a bum bag speaker. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, so it's one that straps to their waist, so they're like, put it on the music. And what, it's what, like kind of, some, what kind of music do you put on? Oh, gosh. It's, I think it's like synthwave or like vaporwave music. Just something like very like, yeah, yeah just very cool. like energizing and like fun. Yeah. And then they start up the GoPro that they sh- they have strapped to the forehead. Yeah, and I, I assume um, uh, Matt strapped the back yeah, of like, Jessica is ready to Je- go. Yeah, Jessica has made sure that Matt is ready to go so we can get this filmed properly. I think in the interim between being in the tent and getting to the stage, somehow Pinball has like managed to change their costume slightly. Like they've taken scissors and sort of like distressed the shirt a little bit and like... Nobody noticed that happened <laughs> until just now. I'd, I'd like to think that uh, with uh, going back to you, uh, Jessica, that uh, Matt's eyes are proper like camera eyes, so they're like they they blink and then they get yeah. really well, they're like ready to go wide focus. <laughs> so, so they look a little bit as if they've been on uh, the brownies from a couple of weeks ago. Like, <laughs> <laughs> why not? Is Janora's bin bon ready or? Yeah, I was gonna say that. I mean, I have bin bon ready, and I think that. I don't know if drones can actually record sound, but I'm going to say Janora has like... They can... Yeah. You, you can do that. Yeah. Bin Bon records the sound. So yeah, Bin Bon's all white and definitely hovering up above us, ready to film our sweet, sweet moves. And like the Witcher, I've got both my cannons strapped to my back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So what we're going to do, so this is what we initialize as the chase, essentially. There's no sort of initiative order or turn order at all. It is just free flowing. But obviously, if you've had your turn, wait till maybe everyone else has their turn and then come back in with something. Or if you feel like, oh, I can help here, then maybe that's a teammate move or a teamwork move. But one thing to keep in mind during this sort of chase scene is that you're constantly booking it. Even if there's a wipeout or an obstacle is away, you are constantly going. You see Dr. Slav sort of like takes off one lab coat, replaces it with an exactly the same lab coat, but maybe a bit more branding. And they go, okay, all together now. Three, two. And before they say one, null range, they're already on their hoverboards. And you can just see them like Mario Kart style, like, like they're ready to go. And they just mm. blip out of existence. So they have cheated and gone off first. Rude. What do you folk do? So I think pinball seeing that is like oh sweet no rules okay and like pinball of course came out on their hoverboard anyway because why walk when you can hover (laughs) um goes flying towards the end of the stage leaps up over the audience before blipping out all right so are you doing any moves or anything like that are you trying to look stylish yes i think that's what 
pinball's going for. To look cool. All right, so I'm gonna uh, so I'm gonna make you roll for it. So it's a one d six. If you succeed, you will be able to mark one star. But if there's any problems or anything like that, there will be much worse for you. I succeeded, but there's a problem. It looks pretty fucking spectacular. Like I think everyone's everyone's like, oh god, they cheated. And then out of the corner of uh, everyone's eye, you just see pinballs like like crack their neck and go (laughs) and it looks super sweet but as you sort of blip there is a moment as you sort of you blip into sort of uh into the next realm as it were oh yeah because you're the chill aren't you you could roll with an extra d6 you always roll with an extra dice because you've got the that's fine okay no sorry i've only just seen that myself that's cool all right as you sort of do it you just see your hoverboard start to shake a little bit and it starts to be a sort of uh no your sneakers your sneakers, <sighs> the laces get undone and they start to like sort of almost sort of slip a little bit. They're not as pro as you thought. So that could be trouble later on. So bear that in mind. Uh, who else wants to go next? I'll go. I see that uh, Pinball's going. I'm like, shit, all right. <laughs> and just um, sort of dives off. And I think it's going to be one of those things where I'm also going to try to go for style. Yep. Where um, I just do like a drop like a straight cool. drop and like it looks like it's about to like pin to the ground and it's one of those quick flips up and then like it flips me, it flips me. Yeah. nice uh roll for that i'd say as well pinball because you did succeed as plus one star so you can add Sweet. a stunt to your point you i like it but there's a problem all right so yeah you <laughs> so are you, when you're dropping down are you dropping down off the stage and then almost into the crowd yeah like it's like a straight like 90 degree drop oh interesting okay so you you start to go at the 90 degree angle and you are trying to pull up but before you do you blip out of existence and what i'll say you 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 appear in this this jungle space and again you the heat of it and the the canopy but you've blipped to somewhere very high up uh and you are rushing down towards the canopy of, of trees above you you can't see where pinball is and you you are going in at this angle you think you have uh, glitched into maybe about 60 feet above where you were going because of the angle you've come in oops uh, <laughs> but you don't say that out loud because you're like it's fine it's um, fine because <laughs> you're recording and you can't acknowledge that it was an accident yeah you no, meant this to happen um, but you do succeed to an extent, because it looked pretty cool going away. So that's plus, uh, it's a one point into style. I think I see Pinball and Bam Bam like fall. And so I'm going to try to like scoop up Bam Bam on my way towards the blip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I'm trying to use my smarts. Uh, Attitude yeah. smarts. Oh, very good. Yes. Uh, that is a thing. All right. So yeah. So yeah. You, uh, with that, so you can describe how your smarts is helping you with the action, and then add a dice or a kick as needed. Uh, if the action fails, regain what you have just spent. So you can look because you can learn from your failures. So are you going to add um, a dice to your roll, or are you going to add a kick so it's like super successful if you if you get the success? I think I want to add a kick. Do it. Okay. Ooh, I got a three. So that's a fail, and there's a problem. Okay. Um. Interesting. So you go to where Bam Bam is, and you again, you you feel your hoverboard sort of, and you go through the portal, um, mm-hmm. and you go to grab. Bam Bam's not there. You look around again, the heat and the trees that like the surround you, and you can see vaguely where a Pinball has gone, or is a little bit away ahead of you. You feel again because of this, the way you sort of enter the portal, because you're like, oh no, Bam Bam, I've got to save them. You sort of slam into the portal, and you feel on your back. You hear Matt go, meh, 
and you sort of look, their eyes are flickering all over the place. You think oh, no. he may be broken. <gasps> no! All right, who's next? <laughs> I would like to go last because we're only as good as our lowest, like our, our last player. So I want to make sure everybody's caught up. I was going to go last because I want to do something with the microphone, but I think we can do this like at the same time. So yes. I will go in first and you can actually be last. Yes. Yeah. Is that, is that exactly. cool? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming this is all happening very simultaneously. Very si- yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So as soon as pinball like goes over the crowd to disappear, Janora runs over to the microphone yes. and like takes, I don't know, a second to like introduce everyone that was pinball we're bam bam canon jessica i'm janora and we're the sticklers and then she anime girl uh peace sign winks and goes into the <laughs> listeners you can't see it but i am cheering so hard because this is exactly what i want <laughs> amazing and then i flip into the golden jungle uh yes the golden jungle okay um what i want you to do then I want to see how well this goes down. So I want you to, yeah. to roll. Um, I'm going to give you the choice of, does it look cool what you're doing? Because it's a passionate, stylish thing. Um, or do you want to use attitude and describe how your empathy is helping with the action and then you can add a dice or a kick if needed? I was thinking attitude heart because it's describe how your passion or empathy helps your action and then add a dice or kick is needed. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, this is her life, right? Janora is so passionate about this. She wants her teammates to succeed. I'm going to say, and you can reel me in if I'm wrong, that even when you first blip over, you can still kind of hear the announcement. So I'm hoping that as the team is like blipped over, they're hearing my excitement as like, you know what I mean? Like buffing the group. I'm buffing the group. If it was D&D. The group. Nice. No, I think that's great. So do you, want, so do you want to have that as a kick then? Or do you want to add, uh, or do you want to use a dice instead? So you can either add, uh, you know, either, either roll 2d6 or roll 1d6. And if you get success, it's just like a super success. Let's do two dice, I think. Two dice, cool. All right. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. You can tell me what you get. Oh, you fail and there's a problem. <laughs> oh no. Sticklers, no. Okay. <laughs> I think in your head, it looks amazing. Like you said, like the anime sort of cutie sort of like with the, mm-hmm. the wink and stuff like that. I think because there's always confusion about like people blipping and stuff like that. You also are like, ah, bah, bah, bah. And but it's like <laughs> the audio is going in and out because of all these sort of yes, and so only certain words are coming out, and maybe some of them again, depending on how you're saying them, it's like and that was amazing, hooray, yeah. <laughs> yes, screw the government. Wait, I didn't say that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just see people looking very very confused, and there's a couple of security guards going, oh no, she's handling like our precious microphone equipment that start coming towards you. So you yeah. think there may be problems with the security if you okay. if and when you come back, and then you sort of jump onto your board and off you go. And then we come finally okay. to uh, Canon. Whilst this is all going on, <laughs> what are you doing? I see things happening as they're going yep and um like i want to do a trick but as i'm kind of getting into the blip i want to pull out my gravity cannon Mm -hmm. to use it to hopefully cushion any mishaps Mm -hmm. that are happening um and sort of blip to the other side nice okay so because you're using your uh, gravity cannon it's helping with you with an action Uh, you can say it adds either a dice or a kick as needed you just need to mark it off on your reality cannon. 
but otherwise, yeah, I think that's a 1d6 plus either another die or a kick, depending on what you want. I think I will take a kick with it because I'll be rolling what, two dice? Uh, no, so you'll be rolling one die. It basically, a kick is, if you think of it as like, um, if you succeed, it's like a super success. There's no bad things for it, but you can only, yeah, it's not adding a dice, essentially. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, then I will um, use, I will, I'll still use a kick and roll one. <laughs> what did you get? A one. <laughs> nice. This is a real strong start, Sticklers. Uh, <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. We'll be more dramatic in the end. It's okay. Of course, of course. So you get Just your... To brush it off work here? Ooh, very good question. So brush it off means you can avoid uh, ignore slams or minor injuries marking trouble. So technically, I haven't given you any injuries, but we'll, we okay. will see. So you're sort of gunning it, you know, and you get the cannon out because you're like, oh, well, I don't want to do... Because you, you saw your friend do a sort of a 90-degree angle to the ground. You're like, oh, well, I don't want that. So you get the cannon ready. And as you do so, you blip. And just the way the heat sort of hits you, again, because you've gone from a, a lower temperature to a much higher, your uh, reality cannon starts to shake. Again, because it's everything is sort of secondhand with your sort of character. Yep. It is like, oh God, it's it's struggling to... Sing. And you do hit the ground like hard, but I, I would say that the reality cannon takes most of the brunt. So I would say that you mark off one of the checkboxes on your reality cannon is taking a slam for you. I will take one more kick, so no more kicks from my reality cannon. So you've all you've all blipped into existence, and it just as I've described for the for the four of you that are on the ground and the one of you plummeting towards the ground at great speed, uh, you can see this whole place is there is like almost like a track leading through uh, jungles. You can see vines, you can see uh, the big sort of tall trees and stuff, but ahead of you, you can see null range there's sort of two of them on almost like uh almost sort of in sync on very silver sort of surfboard hoverboards ahead looking behind them to see who is following them and you can definitely see lee in the close-up of this film go typical and they just shoot off ahead in front of you heading towards you you all see this you sort of break out of the, the the trees and sort of the forest area and you come to the beginnings of what looks like a a big sort of chasm beneath it you can see like a river flowing through maybe about 200 300 feet below and across it there seems to be a rickety rope bridge which uh null range is gunning across it as fast as they can i'm gonna say what is um bam bam up to at this this moment in time <laughs> I think that everybody pops in and they're like, where the hell's Bam Bam? You just hear this, woo! <laughs> get louder from above. <laughs> As like, they're sort of, of course, because they, they have those boots that sort of like cling to the hoverboard. Yep. So like, they're never going to lose their hoverboard. They're just sort of doing like a skydiver, sort of like, like arms back, sort of like, I would say Naruto run, but not running, but like the diving situation. Oh yeah, 100%. And and as soon as um, they're getting close to the tree lines, they were going to flip and just going on top of the trees. All right. <laughs> Instead of getting like into the like the trees and the bush underneath, they're just mm. going to stay on top. They're just going to be like, yeah, just bouncing from like treetop to treetop. Tree top. And somehow at some point <laughs> get down, but you're, you're just going to bounce off that. I love it. Okay, so that's, yeah. uh, it's going to be 1d6. Would you, I would say you're showing off. Mm -hmm. I'd say so you could add a 1d6. You just can't help it. The spotlight loves you. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> <laughs> and since I'm using my um my runners, mm -hmm. I think I'm gonna do a kick from that. All right. Roll your and dice. then roll two d six. 
No. <laughs> oh wait, hold on. It's, it, it like it said you failed, and then it said you succeed, and I was very confused. Yeah, I was very confused as well. I'll tell you what. We'll take the second one. That maybe it's. Okay. Are you still doing it? I don't know. No, I'm not touching it. Don't touch it. I'm not touching it. <laughs> All right. For the sake of recording, it said you succeed, but there's a problem. So that's fine. Yeah, let's go with that one. We'll go with that one because that third one said you failed and there's a problem. So, <laughs> that one. so I say, I, I think it, it does look pretty cool because everyone sort of looks up and you sort of, uh, like you said, sort of almost like almost like a meteor sort of coming down and maybe a little bit of heat comes off the board, but you're steadying it. You're looking cool. You're sort of swishing side to side and you sort of hit the top of it. You sort of do a hard break. And as you do so, oh, interesting. As you hit the trees, you start maybe breaking a couple of branches and you hit something which you sort of spin off of, you're fine. Maybe you turn and you look behind you and something in the canopy starts rising up and looking at you. And these horrible sort of free yellow eyes sort of appear and look at you and a horrible sort of maw starts to open and it goes at you. You have woken up a meteosaur. Um, uh, excuse me, a what? Did I stutter? No. Uh, <laughs> so um, this is like a threat that's going to happen. And you woke it up and it's hungry. So it's going to try and capture the closest person to it. So I'm going to put, you'll see it on your sheets. There is like a progress track. It's a bit like clocks, essentially, in Blades in the Dark. Mm-hmm. You make progress towards it. Basically, I will take a letter away. And when you fill that track, that thing happens. So what I'm going to say, there's going to be three things now. While you're doing that, I'm going to be like, I guess when I see this, Mm -hmm. I'm going to yell down below like, hey, we got company. (laughs) And pinball, like, you immediately get a pin from your phone and pinball's like, brah, just text. (laughs) 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 No need to shout. How are you texting while we're in the middle of the it's, it's amazing. Pinball is super chill. It's totally fine. It's fine. Because yeah. especially because pinball's hands are definitely still in their pockets too. Oh my goodness, yes. So I've put in three things onto the uh, progress chat. So you've got escape, court, and destroy. Escape, basically, if you fill this track, it means you escape the meteosaur. Court. If this track is filled, the nearest slug blaster is caught by the creature and is automatically slammed twice, which is like two trouble per round that you are slammed. And obviously that fills up your trouble track and then you will be removed from the game. And then you've got a final one, which I'm going to say is destroyed. Basically, if you fill this track, the meteor saw, for some reason, explodes. Um, Do with that what you will. Bam, bam, you are now on the top of the canopy, sort of jumping from me, and you can see this creature starting to rise up. And you can see it's sort of, it's hide. It's very sort of very branch-like, a very sort of thick sort of canopy. But then the way it sort of moves its head, it almost glitches. And you think this thing, whatever it is, is mad. And it's also not of anything you've ever seen before. You don't know what it's going to do. I have an idea for what pinball does. Let's hear it. So um, pinball was the first one in. So would it be fair to say that they're pretty close to the rope bridge? Yeah, I'd say I'd yeah. say null range uh, got onto the rope bridge and probably about halfway, and you okay. will have sort of got to the, the the starting point of it for sure. So what pinball has done to their board because they don't want to have to pull out their ray gun every time there's a problem. They have attached the ray gun to the board mm-hmm. and installed like a pedal device. So they don't have to take their hands out of their pockets to shoot something. So what they do is they kick up their board into a flip, turn it so that it's pointing at the monster, shoot off like a shot, and then are going to try and land on like the railing of the rope bridge and like skid down that. 
Yes. That's so cool. All right, so that's going to be uh, a 1d6. Yeah, you always roll with a plus one die, so that's going to be 2d6. Um, okay. would, would you say you look cool? Uh, yeah, I, I would say I'm trying to look cool. All right, so that if you succeed, you'll get uh, mark one success, but any any problems you have will be much worse. So it's 2d6. Okay. I'm going to add kick to that. Nice. From your from your sneakers? So how, yeah. how, do you, how do your sneakers help with this, then? So, um... What I've been doing is I have been just sort of like ghosting through trees Mm -hmm. so I don't have to like lose momentum by dodging so I can just get, I have enough speed that I can get up into the air and hopefully pull this all off. Nice. Sounds good. Okay. All right. I got a six on my highest one. Nice. Excellent. So mark one style and I'll I'll leave it up to you. So what's the cool benefit that you get from it? So you sort of kick off to, what was it? You're shooting at the creature or you're doing Mm -hmm. something with the creature. So I'd say you, yeah, I think you you do some, you sort of turn around and it pins off. And I think as the creature sort of lunges forward towards your friend, you sort of shoot off and it hits it and it, it sort of screams in agony. So I think, yeah, you, I'm guessing this is, goes towards the destroy track a little yes. bit. Yes, that was the goal. <laughs> sounds, sounds good. All right, so you get two marks in the destroy track. Sweet. I'd like to go next because I had already had my reality cannon out when... I blipped in and I just feel like because I'm used to a lot of things going wrong and maybe panic disguised as or rather trigger happy disguised as panic. Mm -hmm. I just point and just blast off my reality cannon um, to be like, be gone, you. Oh my god, at the creature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah! Trying to aim for the eyes, but <laughs> let's see how, how how well we do. So you start off with 1d6, you're using your reality cannon. I'm guessing you're adding just a dice to that. Yeah. I think I'd like to use my grit as well, because that's mm-hmm. literally just like, I'm holding myself together, even though everything's just gone uh ass over kettle <laughs> this is this is not this is not the start of your day essentially yeah. <laughs> that sounds good um so uh, are you gonna add another dice or are you gonna add a kick to it uh i think i'm gonna add a kick so it'll be two nice. so it's six, two six i'm gonna roll my super cool dice Ooh, i didn't get a six but no. i did get four and a five so that's uh succeed with some trouble Never mind a problem mm. that sounds good so yeah, so you do get off the, the shot and you, you do get a success as well. So what I'd say is that whilst you don't maybe get the full success of hitting the creature, you definitely, your cannon stays, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't glitch any more than it did when on the first impact. It sort of gets itself together. But there is a problem. I'm going to use the threat that says, oh, come on, a second threat appears. <laughs> <laughs> You just probably shoot your reality gun and it, it hits uh, the creature. You're like, yes, I got it. And then to the side of you, you just see three more eyes appear and you almost do like a, oh, clever girl moment as another <laughs> meteosaur <laughs> appears from nowhere. It's like the Witcher fuck. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll add that to the progress track as well. We'll call this, oh, we'll call it danger. Why not? So danger would refer to the second meter saw. Now, obviously, you don't necessarily have to destroy this one as well, but you have another one that has appeared. Where is Janora in relation to everyone else? Are we all pretty much together except Bam Bam, who's falling from the sky still? 
So Bam Bam is like on the canopy of the trees. I think you and uh, Cannon have sort of blipped in on the last bit because obviously you were doing like, you were trying to hype everyone up as they were yes. going in. I like the idea that you've taken the microphone with you. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, and you're just like And you're just like going in and you're like, oh, we're followers on Instagram. Oh, no. <laughs> and your little drone, I, again, the idea of the, the overshot scene of it like high up and it's like later on when you piece all this footage together, you can just see your little person going, oh, no. <laughs> but yes, you, I'd say you are towards the back of the group but that doesn't I mean like as you can see this is all sort of free flowing so you could like shoot ahead to the forward bit what are you planning on doing so two things I think one as soon as Jamar realizes that she still has their microphone she just tucks it in like I don't know a belt or a pocket I think, you, I think it's called bum bag <laughs> my bum bag yes I put it in my bum bag but I zip it up so that it's the microphone part is still sticking out and whether <laughs> it's connected or not Janora says the sticklers are so badass and authentic that we are going to live stream this run. And then she gets out her laser bow to help shoot the... Watch this sick move! Ah! Yes. <laughs> I love and she it. has no idea if it's connected or not. Like, maybe they can't even... Maybe the microphone doesn't work here, but she's going to go with it. Maybe we'll find out yeah. <laughs> when we get to the It end. could be a Bluetooth like microphone, but does that Bluetooth extend to other dimensions? That's true. Exactly. We don't know. <laughs> All right, so for you, uh, again, looking at heart, so yeah, it's going to be a 1d6. Uh, what else? You, uh, you're not using your board or anything like that. Um, you, you can uh, use your attitude if you want. Uh, are you looking cool whilst doing it? Oh, yeah. I think after, in Janora's mind, successfully <laughs> hyping this group to this crowd <laughs> and also <laughs> being able to like live stream or live audio this run, uh, yeah, I think she's going to keep trying to look cool. She thinks she is succeeding so far. I think that's good. Okay, so that's a one d six, and then if you succeed, you'll get mark one style. Do you want to use attitude heart and increase either uh, your dice or or gain a kick? Yeah, I will. I'll gain a kick. Nice. And then just roll one d six, correct? Yes, roll one d six. You succeed, yes! but there's a problem. Oh no! <laughs> there's always a problem. Oh no! <laughs> so you get uh, one style. So you mark that down. So you're shooting at this creature. So yeah, I'd say, so you do hit the creature. It is now called Roy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, because you got to Eat it, Roy. Eat it, Roy. You shoot. I think what happens really is that as you go to shoot it, you hit the back of its head. But with so much force, because it's had like the reality cannon, it's had all these things at it. The head splits in two. There's like a moment, a moment where it phases and the head sort of splits in half. And then reforms as two separate heads. These horrible meaty maws <laughs> appear, and then one of them almost turns like an owl, like free, uh, 180, back at you. And it's like, ah, and the other one is fixed uh, again on cannon and the other group. And you're like, oh my god. <laughs> so you don't know if this is worse, um, but it's it's uh, pretty bad. Not great. I think uh, once Jessica gets through, she is trying to like tend to Matt. But she also needs to be uh, blasting at these creatures. Mm -hmm. So she's going to use her um, ray gun mm -hmm. at, at the creature. creature creatures. So you've got 1d6. You could describe how, like, how you're using your sort of smarts to help you with this action. Um, you could try and look cool to see if you're doing it. Uh, maybe lateral thinking or something. Yeah, I think I'm going to try to look cool because I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to look cool during this. 
I'm going to try to maintain my composure because Matt is not helping. Error, error, help, help. Like, system reboot, yes? Hello, world. Like, just spouting off in your ear. <laughs> not now, Matt. Oh, no. I, I got a three. Oh, no. You try and get out your zero beam rain gun and you go to shoot, but Matt is, like, really starting to spark off and shoot. Uh, mark for me another... Uh, actually, no. I'm going to ask you to mark trouble against you. So uh, one trouble on your track. Um, as you can feel that, you know, Matt is quite an expensive creature mm -hmm. uh, that, you you know, you've looked after and it's going to cost you a lot in the long run. Yep. You've all sort of like, you, this is the sort of first sort of stage. You sort of made it through the jungle. I'd say now that uh, the, the creatures like with uh, Bam Bam, you've managed to make it down off the thing. But these creatures, one with two heads and one with just one head, are starting to pound its way towards you. And again, the way they're sort of like shimmering and the way they're sort of, their, their bark is on the thing. They do look very much like futuristic dinosaurs and they are getting closer and closer to your group. I'd say now you sort of get onto the rope bridge. You can see... Null range on the other side. They have stopped. And you see one of them, let's say the um, Isoldi, gets out what looks like almost like a pistol type thing. They sort of shoot it and a huge sort of laser comes out and they start cutting away at the rope bridge to sort of drop you all into this chasm. What would you like to do? Uh, Jessica would like to push them over. <laughs> well, you're just going to race ahead and like run them over? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hoverboard over to them and just push them over. <laughs> nice. Can I assist to make sure you succeed? How do you help with them? With my tried and tested reality cannon. <laughs> awesome. Are you are you gonna shoot? <laughs> like one catch. It's almost like portal. You're like bloop bloop. <laughs> you just yep. Perfect. All right. So yeah, I'd say that. Are you gonna give a, a dice or a kick to uh, uh, dice? Cool. So you get two d six uh, to roll. Is there anything else you want to add to this? Is there a way I can make my robot work? I mean, your robot is working. It is just glitching out. I'd say it's it's got like two sort of things to go. Um, it still works. So you can you can ask it to do something. Okay, I'm going to ask my robot to assist with the pushing. It clambers over you. It's like, no. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so you could either choose, uh, do you want to add another die or do you want to add a kick to it? Uh, let's add another die. All right, so you get three D6 to roll. Six. Oh, perfect. It looks really cool. You sort of say, help, Matthew. And it's like, I will assist. And it sort of clambers over you. <laughs> and, as you <laughs> and as you sort of like, you kick your hoverboard into gear, you scream past the others onto this rope, this rope bridge. And you can see Isoldi is just trying to cut it. They look up at the last moment and, and you just go straight over them, which looks really, really good. I'd say that for style, especially because you've got, oh, of course, because Matthew's recording this as well. Mm -hmm. uh, Put one style into your into your track as well. Yay! So you've pushed past uh, Isoldi essentially, and they are on the ground. Is Roy on me, or is the the other one on me? Um, I'd say Roy has taken the uh, sorry, Roy the meteorosaur has taken the most hits. Roy Roy is the one with two hits. Um, okay. It's taken the most hits. The other one is uh, attacking Cannon or going okay. towards Cannon essentially. I think I want to try to keep Roy's attention on me, as I want to maybe. Focus Roy on them. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to, uh, once I get, I guess I'm at the point where I'm at the edge of clearing where the trees stop and then ravine begins. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think I'm just going to just drop down. Yeah. Just like another 90 degree drop. Oh my God. <laughs> like onto. You, you love these like 90 degree turn. drops, sorry. <laughs> it's like a roller coaster ride. You just got to like hard <laughs> turns, 
and then heart turns to and just keeps going yeah. across the bridge. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, meathead, come at me. <laughs> the two heads. And I'm going to try to, like, swing myself around, like, you know, get to them and, like, just swing around so the, the, the Saurus sees them. Nice. So like a 180, like, like going yeah. down. You're doing that. Oh, that's quite cool. Like there's sort of you sliding down and it's just hitting, but it's like grinding on the way down on that surface. Mm-hmm. Oh, very cool. All right. I mean, I, I would say so. So obviously 1d6 to roll. I think uh, attitude for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do dice or kick? I think I will do the dice. Uh, dice. Okay. So that's. And uh, then um, yeah. I will yeah. also do show off. I was literally going to say show off as well. Like you're trying to look cool. You're like, like drawing attention to me, as mm-hmm. essentially. So yeah. All right. 3D6. 3D6. Okay. You succeed. Oh, it, lo- it looks pretty cool in a sense. Because you, you um, this meteor sort Roy, as we've now called it, uh, looks to you and is like, it's proper focused on you. And it's like starting to tear its way towards you. Um, you think you've done exactly what you intended. It's still there. I want it to be their problem now, not ours. <laughs> Are the two heads looking at each other or are the two monsters looking at each other or both? I was trying to get the, the two-headed monster to look at Noel. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. It's okay. Perfect. I, I so now they're looking it. at Noel. So that means the new monster is still focused on our group. Yes, correct. Right? Okay. I think I want to distract. Mm-hmm. I think that Janora sees what Bam Bam did and thinks it was an awesome idea and wants to distract. Can I use my hard light board mm-hmm. so that I can draw like that neon looking light around the monster so that it turns its head to follow me going around it and oh, therefore yeah. like turns its back on the rest of the group and that way they have advantage. <laughs> that way they have a better, a better advantage. No, I, I think that's great. So are you like going around in a circle or are you just trying to draw them to a different area so that they just turn away from the group? On a, I don't want to lose the group, so I will go in a circle and try and come back to the group. Cool. Are them dizzy? Yeah, I'm going to go around them a few times and try to make them dizzy because I can leave a semi-permanent hard light behind me. Yeah. It's, of course, it's purple neon, so it's going to have yeah. that. Yeah, I think that's good. So that's uh, yeah, 1d6 plus either another d6 or a, a kick because you're using your signature device. I'd say it looks cool because uh, obviously you, you you maybe take out throw it behind you and it sort of you know morphs maybe glitches into existence this sort of board this beautiful like what color is the light by the way purple of course it's purple I should sorry <laughs> <laughs> right, hello hello vignette welcome back uh, <laughs> okay, so you have this beautiful purple neon light behind you absolutely so that's two D six I I'd say it looks cool but feel free to say yeah. okay no 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 I think it looks cool. All right, so 2d6. So any problems you have will be worse, but if you succeed, you'll have one style. I succeed, but there's a problem. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Always, every time. As you are, like, circling around and around, like, it is distracted. This uh, second creature, is, this meteosaur is distracted. It does reach out, and it does grab you for a second or rakes its claws against you. Mm-hmm. Um, you manage to duck out the way, but you do take uh, some damage from that. So I would say you take uh, two trouble. If I do teamwork does that mean i've kind of taken my turn for this round no not at all i still have something but i'm not i don't think i'm the last one though yeah i think i haven't gone this round okay cool do you want to go i have no idea what i'm gonna do uh okay then i'll 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 go um i think Mm -hmm. with all of these distractions yep i sort of uh see what is happening 
and um, decide uh, perhaps perhaps I should uh, stop. What is it? Uh, Praying spraying with my reality cannon <laughs> and pull out my gravity cannon mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, decide. Like what I want to do is shoot above them and form a new gravity so they go flying up. Very cool. And this is above uh, which creature? I'd say the creatures are very close together, but you'd only be able to catch one. You've got the two-headed uh, probably, one. Probably got the, one the one. two-headed one, because that seems like a bigger bigger problem at the moment. Because it's got two heads. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, I, so it's, uh, I'd say 1d6. I'd say it looks cool. You can uh, you can uh, use an attitude as well, so you can either add dice or a yeah. kick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll oh, add, add a add dice. dice. All right, so it's two yeah. it's 2d6. And then uh, tell me what you got. Ooh, two five. So um, I succeed with a problem. Cool. So yeah, mark one style, because it looks pretty cool. Again, you just take that moment, you get out the other cannon. <laughs> Maybe you've got both cannons out at the same time, yeah. like proper <laughs> Western. <laughs> and you're like, not today. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, it's a beautiful moment where I guess uh, the one with two heads sort of is reaching out for one of your other teammates and it, it, it just goes and it just uh, it's so quick and it just hits the top of the canopy like 50, 60 feet up. Um, your problem, though, as you've uh, you have sort of bashed this creature above, there are trees like it, it starts to shake a little bit and some of the weaker branches are starting to fall down and starting to hit everyone uh, on their sort of those people who are still around so not uh, Jessica because Jessica's gone to the other side of the bridge I need mm-hmm. everyone to roll for me a trouble roll just a, a d6 and you have to get under your number if you don't have anything on the trouble track you still need to get one uh, so just tell me if you succeed or fail so like uh, if you pass so basically it's, you need to get your trouble number or under oh yeah I failed so I, yeah I, I, I failed failed on, I one failed. on the trouble track failed <laughs> failed brilliant alright so those so everyone, I think everyone's failed which is oh what a shame as a result you're all getting hit <laughs> by stuff um, and it's as you, you all your boards are starting to take a proper hit as well I'm going to say everyone now adds two trouble to their tracks as you are, you are getting really hit by stuff, and you think your lives are in trouble. That's a terrible Can I way of putting it. Brush this off. How do you brush it off? By uh, basically using my hoverboard to kind of like just somehow um, slide out of the way. Yeah, I ignore it by marking one trouble. So yeah, and so if I do, I mark a style. Perfect. Yeah. So if you mark one trouble instead of two, and then one style. Pinball uh, gets hit by these branches and is like freaking out a little bit because they are on the railing of a rope bridge over a chasm. Yeah. But then, you know, after they've gotten over, you know, the the panic of that and taken a couple of hits, they're like, wait a minute, I have my Rift Ninja shoes. Yeah. So they use them to sort of phase through. Uh, they use them to get to the end of the bridge mm-hmm. so that, you know, they're not hit by anything else. And then since they're already activated, um, they're going to want to take one of uh, Null Range's boards out from oh. under their noses. Whoa. Oh. Excellent. Since they're, you know, they're stopped anyway. Like, they're clearly not taking this seriously. <laughs> it, is, it is very much rabbit and uh, tortoise race. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. That's a 1d6 in general. You get, because mm-hmm. you're always rolling with an extra one because you're chill. That's 2d6. Yep. And you're using your sneakers as well. Uh, you can add a d6 or you can add a kick. I'm going to add a d6. Add a d6. That's 3d6. Go for it. Oh, 
my highest was a four, which is a success with a problem. Excellent. You easily enough sort of like you kick off with your heel and maybe you do a sweet sort of a 180 sort of oily or whatever it's called. It gets to the end. I mean, it looks super swish, but not enough for a style point. Um, yeah. As you come down and you sort of reach out to grab the board, Lee looks around, sees you and goes, not cool, and then jumps onto your board. And you're both sort of struggling for control over your board. Will Pinball, Bam Bam, Cannon, Jessica and Jinora, aka the Sticklers underscore one, beat the Panic Energy Speedrun record? Or will they be trapped in the Golden Jungleverse forever? Find out next time on What Am I Rolling? The What Am I Rolling podcast was created, recorded and edited by me, Fiona Howitt. This episode's players were Morgan, Diana, Kristen, Maggie, and Miriam from the Powered by the Players podcast, an actual play podcast featuring mini-campaigns of various Powered by the Apocalypse games with a rotating cast of diverse players. Check them out on the Roll to Play Network at www.rolltoplaynetwork.com and wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode's RPG was Slug Blaster, a tabletop role-playing game about small-town teenage hoverboarders who sneak into other dimensions. Designed by Mikey Ham. You can find out more information about Slug Blaster, including how to pre-order the full game, on their website. That's www.slugblaster.com. The theme music was 8-Bit March by Twin Musicon of twinmusicon.org, licensed under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. If you want to find out more about the podcast, check out the website. That's www.wairpodcast.com. Fancy getting in touch? Email the podcast at whatamirollingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at WAIR underscore podcast for latest news on upcoming episodes. And remember, adventurers need not apply. Welcome to Powered by the Players, an actual play podcast featuring one-shots and mini-campaigns of all your favorite Powered by Apocalypse games. Each campaign will be a different PBTA game with a rotating cast of diverse players. I'm your host, Diana Lorraine. I am your Game Master, Morgan Nunzio. I am your producer, Kristen Devine. Let's Let's power power up. up!